All right, now you ready though? Let's get it. All right, y'all. Yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks the artist. And you're now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We back again. Live and in action. Another week. In the flesh. Episode 45. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's, <laughs> Let's tap in. We're about to be close to 50, though. We are. Which is crazy. That's a milestone right there, bro. But, it, but well, I guess we're about to hit a year in August. Yeah. It'll be a year in August. It's, it's, not, it's creeping up. Bro. Yeah, no, we lock, we're knocking up. on the door for sure, which is crazy. But you know what? I think I'm finally about to cave on the intro thing. Uh, what was you What was you thinking, bro? What was you? No, I'm just saying. I remember we said it a while was, ago, uh, I was like, yeah, yo, yeah, like, yeah. should we have an intro or not? And... Cause I kind of like the way that we just kind of like get yeah, into you know. it for the most part. But the, I've been watching and listening to other podcasts mm-hmm. and they have like intros, but they're only like five seconds though. And they'll have like um, a transition that goes to their cover art or their logo. And they'll have like a, like a tag in there, like mm-hmm. for their podcast. I like that. You know how they have like tags in the beginning of songs, like different producers or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Murder on the beat. So it's not. not <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I feel, you. I feel you. That would be hard. So we may, I don't know. I like that idea. I think we should do it. That was, yeah. We'll see what happens yeah. though. But no, yeah. Dang. It's about to, really about to be a year. Yeah. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all put in the comments if y'all been, ro- if y'all been locked in for a year. Is that a lot of people? You think that's a lot of people? <laughs> I don't know. Let us know how long y'all been listening. Just let us know how, you, how nah, long y'all been listening and watching. watching no, nah, yeah. Podcast. That, yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy, though. We're going to have to do something special for the we year. We got to. Yeah. We got to do like a special EP, something. Something. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen, yeah. though. But uh, I think we're actually almost at 10K on YouTube. Very close. Super, super close. So look, if you're listening on, if you're listening in right now, go over to YouTube, like, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. And if you're listening on a podcast app, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, tune in on, make sure to leave us a rating and a review. Pushes the content so mm-hmm. we can keep growing, gain a larger audience, and push the message forward. So we appreciate y'all always. Much love. Much love. But, man, without further ado, because we, we've had this one in the archives. Yeah. We have. So this episode or this topic that we're going to talk about We've had this in mind for the past few months, but I think we didn't want to do it yet because it sounded very similar to a previous episode that we did um, way back when. It was episode 11, and it was called I Can't Hear God. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning of the episode, we talked a lot about basically how sometimes we can get modes when we're vicariously like living our relationship with God through our pastor, Mm -hmm. right, or this minister and or through our favorite, like, Instagram influencer and or TikToker or YouTube or whatever that looks like and we can become like handicapped on these people and we can give our devotion to these like individuals rather than giving our complete devotion to God and that's something that we've always tried to avoid even with like the platform that we have because I'm a firm believer in the fact that I can't save you but I can lead you to the one who can Mm -hmm. Right. And that's one of the biggest lessons that me and Jordan both have really had to learn starting like since starting this podcast is the fact that like we can't save anyone. And like basically, you know, putting our pride aside and really destroying the savior complex that we sometimes can uh, have, because sometimes like in our attempt to even like evangelize, spread the gospel or just simply help other people like we can overextend ourselves. Right. And like you can't overextend yourself trying to be for others what only God can do for them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and sometimes it really comes from a place of, of a good heart, a good intention. Like, yo, oh, yeah. I want the best for this mm-hmm. individual and for their future and where they're going. And I want them to like, you know, know God and have them in the, in their life. But sometimes we like, we can assume the position of maybe being their savior and being like the all in all for them when like, that's hey. simply something that we can't do. And so, you know, that's what we're going to be really talking about in this episode is really understanding the role that we play and not like, trying to overextend ourselves to everyone and everything that comes our way Mm -hmm. and realizing that we can't be everything to everybody and we were never meant to be. Mm. And something that my pastor, our pastor um, talks about a lot and it really helps me some like when he's talking about basically like having the savior complex of feeling like you can like help everybody and save everyone. He's always like, look down at your hands. There's no holes there. Oh, you didn't you didn't die for them that's where and you're not and you're not meant to mm-hmm. right and he's always big on the fact that the key to being available to who you're called to is not answering to everyone who calls and so we have to like really understand that balance in that line of like yo like of how much energy we're giving to people and how much we can actually help them and not like you know burning ourselves out because sometimes like it can happen especially for like all those empaths out there and people who like you know are really into just like helping others and being there for them. Sometimes you can just yeah. like run yourself thin, like trying to just like fill every role when like you're only meant to be called to like a certain, you know, type of type of lane. Um, yeah, I feel like that's something I've always kind of struggled with is that tug of war of that tug of war of, you know, dealing with the thoughts of, okay, am I doing enough and trying to like overextend and play a role that was never mine. And I think something I realized is just the fact that I think many people are trying to you know, do a job, play a role when they never really took the time to understand the job description. And I think that's where a lot of the confusion lies. Um, and the issue is like we have people who are claiming they're Christians, you know, that they're ambassadors and they don't know exactly what that looks like, like on a day to day basis in their actions and, and what that means in terms of the role that they're supposed to play. And when you don't understand the role, obviously there's going to be a lot of confusion and you're going to try to, you know, overcompensate, like you were saying earlier, and think you're not doing enough. But I think what that looks like in terms of what our role is at the core of that is Matthew twenty eight eighteen. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So, and the God had given me a revelation on the scripture and it's helped me ever since I, I understood it. It says, take note of the fact that God told us to make disciples and not believers. And I think that's important because it's, it's two different things. I think the, the heart change required to make someone a believer it's something only God can do to a man once he makes that choice. And this is pointed out Thanks. in Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six. It says, "I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh." So that is the job and the role only God can do. And in Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, what I love is he's telling us to simply teach the people whose heart he's changed. That's our job. Our, our job is to teach them. Our job is to guide them in a way. So. It's just understanding the fact that we aren't making them believe that heart change is something only God can do. Our job is to present it to them. And if they don't, if they don't take it, they don't take it. Our job is to present it to them. And then if they do accept it, then to um, teach them, like it says in Matthew twenty eight eighteen. And that was a huge revelation for me because I think once you have that realization, a lot of pressure is lifted off your shoulders. And then once you understand your role, you're not in this huge like confusion and like run around of, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? And like getting discouraged when people don't necessarily, you know, believe what you believe. So I think that was a huge revelation for me, understanding that that heart change is something only God can do. That's that's not your role. 
No, yeah, for sure. And that's super important, just really understanding the role that you do have and realizing that you can't give anyone their faith or the desire to change or do what's best for them. All you can do is lead them and present them with the way in which they should go. And then from that, they have to make decisions for themselves. And I think a lot about even myself and my relationship with my parents and how I was raised, right? I was raised in a Christian household, which preached the gospel my entire life. But it wasn't until I made the decision for myself to take that leap of faith, to step out, submit my life to God, that that's when things changed for me. But it had to come from me and me taking the steps from what I had already been presented with. So I always think that's super important. And something else that I wanted to mention that I felt went, al- went along with this is like really understanding your role when it comes to like helping people out along like their journey of faith or just in life in general. It Something that's important to this is understanding the power of no. And I had saw this post uh, that we put on our story. I think it was like last week or not too long ago. And uh, this man was talking, I can't remember his name, but he was basically talking about like the power of no. And what it, he started with is the fact that no is important because yes is expensive, mm-hmm. right? So when you say yes to something or someone, you're committing your time, energy, and availability to whatever you're agreeing to do or assist someone with, right? And it's very easy and convenient to give your yes out, right? And assist right. to somebody, right? You know, you want you want to be there for somebody. You want to know that... that you want to let them know that you care for them, that they're important to you, their priority X, Y, and Z. But he presented the question of, you know, what happens when you give too many yeses? Mm. Because you have to realize that you're a limited resource, right? So you have a limited amount of time, energy, and availability. And so when you give your yeses like all day long, like every day, and to whoever may come, like when something you pray for, something you ask for, something you work hard for, something mm-hmm. you dream for actually shows up, you're out of yeses mm. because you spent all your yeses on those people beforehand, right? And you have to right. realize that yes is currency. And so it's something that's limited and that you can run out of. And the only way you'll have enough yeses to win in life is if you give a healthy amount of no's. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was super, super powerful because... Because like I said earlier, you are not anyone's savior and you're never meant to be, right? You're not meant to be, like, you are a limited individual, limited time and things like that. So you have to be very diligent about the time that you're giving to everybody and draw the line of, like, you know, how you're going to be there for someone. Because some people will just, like, literally try to, like, just completely leech off of your time and your help of, like, calling you at any time of night, any hour of the day and trying to, like put you in situations that they need to be going to God about, Mm -hmm. right? Putting you in situations they need to be going to their prayer closet with or whatever that may look like. So you have to set those boundaries and like understand the power of no, even in your inner circle of like, this is something like I can't extend myself to or give myself to, right? Because sometimes like Jordan said earlier, we can overcompensate because sometimes it feels like, dang, maybe I'm not doing enough for this person or these individuals or this group of people. Like, thanks. Should I be, like, you know, answering a few more calls. Should I be mm-hmm. praying more? Like, I remember that was me whenever I really came to Christ. And um, I was, like, you know, leading people to God and, like, helping them through, like, their process of, like, just discipling them. I'm like, dang, is there more that I can do? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really not. Like, you can only do so much. And you right. have to f- understand what that line is and not allow yourself to just be, like, you know, run to the ground or to the grave just trying to, like, overextend for people that 
you know have to ultimately make decisions for themselves yeah i think I've, i was at a point where i was just very hesitant hesitant to draw that line because for me it was guilt you know like you're kind of touching on like i just felt really bad for giving that no but it was just really coming <laughs> you know what i mean like it, you feel it feels kind of bad but it's just really understanding that like just because you're not giving them their yes doesn't mean they're not going to be getting one like that that's just a yes that might be given by someone else you know um i was re i've been reading this book and this guy in the book was talking about how we're all broken reflectors and like how as the body when we're all together we're meant to be representing god but like when we're when we're apart like we can only be representing a little piece of him and i think that was just really good and a testament to the fact that we're all meant to play a little role and then once mm -hmm. once we all put our roles together that's when the, the the big picture is supposed to be seen meaning so like like you can give that no and that's okay but someone else is going to come along and get that yes like your role is your role and then once we all play our roles when that collectively comes together that's when it's like that's when the picture is painted fully yeah so and don't actually feel bad for giving giving that no right and that actually reminds me of the scripture that i had that i was going to mention uh later but it makes sense it's in first corinthians 3 6 through 9 and it says i planted the seed apollos watered it but God has been making it grow. Mm -hmm. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Mm -hmm. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers with God, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. And so we've mentioned that before, and it's simply like the principle of like one man plants, one man waters, but God ultimately... Uh, provides the increase yeah. in reaps and just like jordan was saying like as a body we're all broken reflectors and that verse is really powerful to me because you may not be the person that we all play a role in how we're affecting and changing people's lives mm -hmm. right the the investment you put in someone like may lead them to christ or maybe just the first step in them like understanding the character of god and who he is and right. like then somebody two years down the line is going to be the one that like you know waters that seed that you initially planted mm -hmm. and then god but ultimately god always does it yeah. and that's the point of what we're saying it's like yo like we can't we're not saving anybody like we can't be the ones to like change someone and or the heart or desire that's ultimately god but we all play like small little parts in the role of like helping people along their journey or their path like becoming the best version of themselves and ultimately finding god yeah i've, I've always loved that scripture actually that scripture <laughs> reminds me of experience i like just recently went through a couple weeks back so me and my brother were huddle leaders at this FCA camp. Um, and if you don't know how that functions, basically, like, teams were coming for the basketball camp, but they would have a chapel. After the chapel service, they would split up into all their huddles, and we were the huddle leaders of the huddle. And how it would work is we would ask them, like, about the message and what they got from it and, like, share testimonies and stuff like that. And then I remember this whole week, it kind of felt as if, like, I wasn't making any headway. Like, like nothing was coming from it, you know, when I was speaking to these kids. <clears throat> And there was one in particular, I felt like he was paying more attention than the other ones, but still, like, there wasn't much talking. So I was kind of discouraged from that. But then on the last day of the camp, that kid that I mentioned came up to me and he was like, yo, can we talk? I was like, oh, I was like, where? Say, let's, let's talk. And then we went to the hallway and he was um, just basically telling me about the situation he was in. I gave him some advice, uh, what the Bible had to say about it. And then him doing that was kind of just like that sign to me that, okay, like my words were actually, weren't actually falling on deaf ears. And then God had laid that scripture on my heart at the end of the camp. And I was like, yo, like I had realized that I'd seen that scripture firsthand in real time. And it was kind of like the first time that it ever happened, because for some of the kids in my huddle, they had never been to church. And God was telling me, like, for those kids, you were you were planting the seed for them. 
But for this one kid, you were you were watering a seed that had already been planted, you know. And I just thought that was really powerful and very encouraging to me. That because him laying that scripture in my heart was kind of him saying like, you know, you did your job, mm. and that was very encouraging and impactful to me because, like I said, that's something I've always struggled with is that tug of war of kind of dealing with the thoughts of okay, do I need to do more? Am I not doing enough? Um, so yeah, I just thought that was really powerful because that was the first time I actually seen that happen like actually in my life like actually just play out like that so i just thought that was really cool you did your job you did your job you did your job that's a word that'll preach <laughs> you did your job because we can it it the biggest thing with this is like you can really overcomplicate it right a lot of times you yes. can you can overcomplicate it in in the in the weirdest part of the whole thing is it just it comes from the majority of the time as a lot of people listening y'all can attest to it comes from a good heart right yo i want my parents or my brother my sister my cousins to be saved or yo Mm -hmm. i can see them going down my the people i grew up with going down this path and i know that's not what's best for them and i want them to like turn like and ultimately like be in a better position than what they are right now Mm -hmm. it's like they can't see it they're not they're not they're not seeing it they're they're continuing in this x y and z and it's like you know you feel like you got to like do more in order to like to help them you know and it's just like you know you did you did your job right and you got to have like find peace with that and not allow yourself to have any anxiety um or stress over that because you know like i said that that that's god's weight and that's that's all it will bring right because you're trying to do the inevitable right it's really always going back to controlling what you can control mm-hmm. which is a whole nother episode but controlling really? what you can control and just sticking to what god has told you to do and, no- and nothing more nothing less yeah and i think sometimes this want to do more comes from a desire to please god in a way because i feel like in the world specifically we're always taught and applauded when we go above and beyond and do more than what we're told you know like even when you think about in school or at work like, oh, you did five extra math problems last night. Like, I'm like I'm proud of you. Like, you get that pat on the back. You get that applause. So, like, you kind of subconsciously develop this mindset of, okay, if I want someone to be proud of me, or, you know what I mean? I want that validation from someone. I need to go above and beyond what they're telling me to do. But like we've said many times before in the kingdom, I feel like it's, it's always backwards. So, like, I think when God's telling you in this specific conversation and context, when he's telling you to play that role, that's that's the role you need to play. And, and understand that you going past that line or you doing more than that role isn't making him any more proud he's already proud of you you know what i mean like he 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 already loves you you don't necessarily need validation by doing more in fact you doing more uh can be seen as a prideful thing because now you're trying to step into his realm of authority you know you're trying to step into his role and that can be seen as you idolizing yourself so i mean ultimately i think that's really just a mindset you have to lose when you walk into the kingdom is that okay when I walk into my relationship with God, like, my role is my role. And me doing more isn't going to make him any more proud. I just have to do what I'm being told to do, you know? Because in the world, I feel like it's, it's kind of the opposite sometimes. And even de- and even deeper than that, another root, I feel like it could even stem from trauma for a lot of people. Because, I mean, maybe you were in a position where when you were younger where you felt like you had to carry the load for a lot of other people who weren't, you know what I mean, necessarily picking up their slack. Like, maybe you were you were in a situation where your parents weren't necessarily so present. So you had to be like the parent for your siblings. Like I hear that a lot. And so now you develop this mindset of like, okay, <clears throat> now I'm having to overextend. Like I have to do more than what my role 
initially was because like these people aren't picking up their site these people aren't playing their role so now i have to play their role for them and then once you walk into the kingdom you still have that same mindset of okay i'm so used to overextending you know i'm so, I'm so used to stepping outside of my role now i feel like i have to now i feel like i have to save everyone and you've kind of already developed that kind of like savior complex from those situations you've been in but something i mean if that's you i want you to realize with god all you're told to do is all you need to do you know, and when he's on your team, like you, you don't have to worry about picking up anyone else's slack, you know, so he can handle it. He can handle it. So I think those are definitely two main ways I feel like it, that can affect this mindset you're having. It sometimes it can stem from trauma. Sometimes it can stem from this mindset that we've developed. So I think that's something you have to be watchful for. And like I said, if that's you, just understand, like he can he can handle it. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's not a thing for him. When he's on your team, you don't got to pick up. I can handle it. Hey. Hey, I, I can, can handle, handle it. <laughs> now he's, but, <laughs> but yeah, like when when he's on your team and when you're in the kingdom mm. and we're, you're with the body, like we were saying, like you just have to worry about your role. Everyone else is going to fall into play. So, but yeah, um, like you were saying, you just gotta, you just gotta get to a point to where you're going to let God do what, what God does. Right. And just, you know, eliminate that pressure, that weight and stress that you know you may put on yourself trying to be that person for individuals or like i said earlier be for others what only god can do for them Mm. and staying just you know sticking to where you need to be at and you know it's it's okay to like you know obviously like grieve that because it is like disheartening when you're seeing people go in different ways and that conviction is like the one that you have from God to have that care, that genuine right. love for people to make sure that they're doing the right thing and walking into their purpose, but, you know, not allowing that to, you know, turn into something that is just like completely just like, you know, dra- just that's draining you mm-hmm. um, and removing you from, you know, what you need to be giving your time to and the things that God has called you to or, or the people or the assignment in a particular season and or a moment. Um, which I think I think is important. Yeah, and there's something else I just wanted to mention real quick is that I don't want I don't want people to get so caught up in this I can't save you mindset that they start to um, remove their effort from their evangelism because I feel like that's a season that I kind of went through is that once I got this like newfound knowledge and information I was just like step I just stepped back altogether like oh cool like yeah I can't save you I can't save you and I kind of used it as like a scapegoat or an excuse not to not to have to deal with people mm-hmm. in a way. So I think you just, it's a balance. You have to use your discernment to be able to tell, okay, how much of, of myself do I give to this person? How much is too much? How much is not enough? So yeah, that's just the point I want to make. Don't, 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 hey, don't do what I did. Cause that's definitely something I did. If I'm being transparent, I try to use it as a scapegoat and like get, get out of having to mm-hmm. necessarily, cause sometimes dealing with people is hard. So I use it as an excuse, but you have to ultimately use that discernment to be able to tell what you, what you give to certain people. Yeah, that's good. There's that, and that, and that's where I've been at. Um, Cause you can just remove yourself completely. But there's all like just like you said, have, using the discernment and realizing that the the balance of the two. Right, this isn't a call like I can't save you, which I kind of want to put on the shirt. I ain't gonna yeah, lie, but like hard. I can't save you isn't a call to remove yourself from from people advancing the kingdom or giving your heart to those who are in need or being a servant right. of others right as you know as christ was but it's just like un, you know i can't save you is understanding the role you do play and the role you don't right and making sure you're in the right position mm-hmm. uh in what you're doing and not just like 
overextending yourself and finding this line and this balance between different groups and people you encounter of like, okay, how much do I give? How much can I do? And what right. does God want me to say? How far does he want me to take, take want me to take um, this person in terms of like their discipleship and their faith and their walk. Um, and then we really, it's, it's a call to remove yourself off the throne, mm. right? Like we start, you know, oh, yeah. we're going to end it the way we started. It's just the fact that, you know, it's not me, right? Like it, it's really just a, a stance of like humility of like, I can't save you. Right. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't mean, yo, I can't help you at all. Right. Doesn't mean, yo, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Doesn't mean I'm indifferent toward your struggle, what you're going through. I'm going to be present as much as I can, but I'm going to make sure at the end of the day, it's just leading back to him, mm-hmm. which is, all that matters is like everything I do, all the advice that I give every time I'm with you and walking you through your mm. process, it all leads back to one man, one right. throne and one king. And that's God. And so, yeah, that's that's what this is really all about. What it means is like mm-hmm. what we always talk about, keeping the main thing, the main thing. Exactly. So don't don't use the I can't save you to build up your comfort, but use it to tear down your pride. That's right. basically what I'm getting from that. So yeah, you got you got anything else for the people? Um, yeah, just just some short, short and sweet. Just really, just let God be God. I don't want you guys to get in a cycle because I definitely went through cycles in my life where I got so caught up in that and got very discouraged from people I didn't see. You know, going to God when I brought them to church or I was evangelizing to them. So just understanding like what your role is and don't don't allow that to ultimately cause you to fall away from God because that's honestly a season I found myself in. So let God be God. And you know what I mentioned earlier, which really helped me, my pastor said is like, look at your hands. There's no holes there. And there's a reason for that. You didn't die for anyone and you're not supposed to. Right? The key to being available to who you're called to and what you're called to is not answering everyone who calls mm-hmm. so yeah that's it i think that's all bro so y'all know what it is stay you stay real and stay humble we'll catch y'all next week much love